Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I am so glad to be back with you again. Not too long ago, I asked on my Instagram a question for moms of boys specifically, asking you, what are some of the things you hear when you are out and about with your boys? And your responses were exactly what I expected, which is so sad to me that your responses were things like, wow, you've got your hands full. Which, okay, I mean, I hear that too when I have all of my kids out places. But for those boys' ears to have that is what's falling on them. Oh, we're a a handful. Okay. Or, wow, they've sure got a lot of energy. And I could just hear the tone that it's said with when someone says those things, that rarely is that spoken with a positive, enthusiastic, wow, they have a lot of energy. I don't imagine that's the tone that you were typing that in when you shared that response with me. And another one that especially just brought me so much sadness was, oh, trying for a girl or if you were pregnant or you got your girl when someone who had all boys first and then a girl shared that. And imagining the hearts of those boys hearing this response, you got your girl as though they are less than or less desired than. And I have to say, I've heard the same thing when I'm out with, because, you know, I have my five, I have my first boy, then my three girls and my fifth is a boy. When I'm out with only my girls and my youngest, my my youngest boy, since my oldest sometimes is with my husband or at home since he's a little older. I have had people say to me the opposite. Oh, you got your boy. And it's always funny for me to be able to smile and respond and say, actually, we have another one who's 13 and he's such a gift too. Yes. Um, And they're always so surprised that we have even more than these four children. We must be really crazy. But what a gift it is to be a mom of boys. And what a wonderful, wonderful privilege that God has called us to raise the next generation of men. And I am so glad to have a new guest with me today. Her name is Monica Swanson. And Monica has been gifted the gift from God of being a mom of boys. And she has four boys. I guess they're really almost all young men now because her boys are 23, 21, 18, and 12 years old. And their family is out in Hawaii, and they are a surfing-loving family out there. And Monica has written a couple of books, and I'm really excited to share one of them with you all as a giveaway I'll share about at the end of the podcast that's specifically called Boy Mom. And then she has another book that's coming up that you'll find out more about by following her. It's coming out in February, and it's called Raising Amazing, and um, are just going to be excellent resources for you and your husband and family. And speaking of resources, before we jump in, I want to also point you towards Monica's website, monicaswanson.com. She has a resource there of 40 favorite character-inspiring movies, 
books, verses, and quotes for kids. So really anyone who has children, I think this would be encouraging for, but especially specifically thinking of boys, you're going to want to go and check it out. It's a free download there. I'll link it in the show notes. And you also can follow Monica on Instagram at Monica Swanson underscore. And I will link that below for you as well. Monica, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. It's so great to be here. And I'm sure you heard your own, you have heard your own handful of (laughs) feedback of taking your boys places because you do life really closely with your boys. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking about that as a mom of people saying, oh, you know, all the energy, all the enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. so much passion, all of those things that people say, and you homeschooled all of your boys. So you really Mm -hmm. were like 24 Mm seven boy momming. So you've heard it, I'm sure. I have. As you were reading those, I was nodding and smiling and definitely I've heard all those and then some. And, you know, especially because we didn't have a girl in the mix. I, you know, how many times people said, so when, when are you going to get the girl? Like I'm choosing, you know? And so, yeah, I think we get to choose our, our heart's attitude in response to that. Sometimes it's tempting to get snarky and want to, you know, say something back, but just try to know that people don't mean anything by it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I love my boys. I have said that I feel a little bit like I'm cheating because I just feel pretty natural with my boys. I grew up with only brothers. I just kind of have always loved boys. So it hasn't been too much of a struggle. I, I think there's moments where I'm like, oh, I'd love to see my husband be a girl dad. Like I'd love to see what that would be like, but we're just praying for some granddaughters you know, mm. that that's, that's our hope is that we get at least one granddaughter in the mix. Yes. Well, I like that you said we get to choose the response too, because you're right. I call them mm. like my pocket answers. What is my mm. pocket answer that I go to? Mm. That's my yep. go-to answer because you do mm-hmm. get used to people always. Oh, you've got your hands full. I mean, people, mm-hmm. a lady the other day counted our kids at the grocery store twice. Like five is not <laughs> a number you need to count twice. Okay. I could see if I had like nine. You know, we have five. You can count yeah. five one time. Um, right. But I watched her counting them two times. And when people say things though, you know, oh, you've got your hands full. My pocket response is, oh, I know it's such a blessing. We're so yep. thankful. Because then I, I get it. to point them back to the Lord. But yep. you are right. It would be e- very easy to come up with a mm-hmm. less than gracious response mm-hmm. to all of that feedback that people That's give right. us. Yeah. So share with us what led to your ministry to moms. I mean, I guess having lots of boys led to the ministry, Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. was more God's calling for you was -hmm. to have all of those boys. So what led to this ministry to moms specifically about, about the calling of being a boy mom? Yeah. I, I love that question because it, it is really fun to reflect back on kind of my journey and you know, for so long, my heart was just to raise my kids. I, I was blessed to have a husband who, um, was able to provide and I could stay home. And, and at some point we started homeschooling. That wasn't part of the plan from the beginning. It kind of surprised me. Uh, but we became a homeschool family. And I think part of my journey was that I really did struggle early on. Um, I have a great mom. I always imagined that motherhood was going to be so cool and so fun and so easy. (laughs) My mom made it look really easy. And when it was really hard for me, it just caught me off guard. And I realized how much it takes to stay sane and to stay healthy and to raise (laughs) kids without losing your cool 10 times a day. And so when I grew through that and I found resources and I got the help I needed 
And I made choices to embrace this role of motherhood. And then I saw what happened and how I changed and how that changed them and how that changed our family dynamics. I was just so grateful. And uh, I had my fourth son just before I turned 40 years old. And we moved out to the country that year. And I just think that I started thinking, what can I do with all this? Like, I just felt like I had so much that had been given to me, so many blessings, so much grace. So I just started blogging for lack of any other idea what to do. And I, I've always loved writing, but my background is like sports medicine. I, I never thought of myself as a writer, but as I started blogging and then connecting with people online, started sharing a few blog posts, especially as my boys hit their teenage years. And then a couple of those just, you know, the, the, the magic of timing and God's hand being on it and who knows what else, but it had some viral posts that, you know, were just shut down my computer and kind of got me on the map and started hearing from people all over the world who wanted to know more. And I thought, you know, some of the things that we think are common sense are just not so common. Some of the things that we think, you know, as, as Christians, everybody should know, not everybody knows. And so I was like, whoa, there's, there's some really basic stuff that will really encourage boy moms out there. And also, I think that there's just such a bad rap on boys, especially in their teenage years. And there's such mm -hmm. a, a message out there that, you know, enjoy your boys while they're little, because hmm, one day, you know, when they become teenagers and people, that's another thing you're just going to hear when you're out and about and people will be like, mm -hmm. oh, they're going to, they're not going to listen to you anymore. They're going to turn to their peers. They're going to, you know, join the culture. They're going to start you know, sexting and vaping and, and doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, you know what, that's not our experience. Like, I love my boys. We have a great relationship. So far, they're choosing Jesus. So far, they're making really good choices. I want to tell the world it doesn't have to look like that. So yes. kind of one thing led to another. And a few years later, I started talking to publishers and boy, mom was born. So I'm mm. so grateful. That's wonderful. And you have a podcast as well. Yes. The Boy Mom podcast was born at the same time as the book came out, uh, but it will be transitioning in the new year um, when my next book comes out as well. So that's, that's exciting. That's going to be a big change. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, I know obviously you are listening. So moms out there, you do like podcasts. So if you're one of those mm -hmm. who likes to binge old podcasts, you can go mm -hmm. listen to all that Monica has had to share. If this just lights mm -hmm. a fire in you, that will be an encouragement to you. Um, so share with me, how has God used this ministry in your life personally to start with? Because I feel like, isn't it funny? We start mm -hmm. a ministry with, I know I found this to be true, that I started this thinking, I want to be able to be an encouragement to moms and just speak hope about motherhood mm -hmm. to them and help mm -hmm. them find joy in this instead of the like misery and the mundane that mm -hmm. I was just seeing in so many. Um, I was really excited to do that. Little did I know that God mm -hmm. was going to use this to sharpen me in ways that I didn't even know that I needed. And I am so much better off here now, mm -hmm. you know, two years later from when we started right. this ministry than where I was two years ago. Yeah, definitely. I think that's how God works. He probably knows how much we need these things. For me, a, a number of things. For one, I'm just constantly devouring resources. I feel like I need to do mm -hmm. a lot of research for my writing and my podcasting. So I feel really blessed to kind of have that nudge to always be learning more, always be growing. I also think that uh, as as I share these things that I believe in my heart, I feel like it's kind of raising my own standard where I need to walk my yes. talk. Yes. And so <laughs> if I don't remember, my kids are pretty 
quick to remind me <laughs> because they know all the things I'm writing and talking about. So yeah, there's a little accountability there that I think has been really helpful. Absolutely. We had a funny experience that in our, with our family not too long ago. And the early 100s episode, we did one, I think it was like episode 104, <clears throat> was one called The Digital Detox that I did with Molly mm. DeFrank. And it was so good. So my family, I knew when I released this, we were going to do our own two-week digital detox. Mm. And when I introduced it to my kids, something we're going to get to do as a family that I'm excited about, you know, we, you'll hear if you go back and Good listen try. to it, you'll, you'll hear, yeah, how Molly and I talk about how we would introduce this yeah. and some ways to go about it. And I was totally humble. I apologized for my own ways that I have led them maybe poorly mm. in this area that I'm going to mm. do better at. And anyway, and my oldest though, who's 13, um, my son, my oldest son says, mm. um, is this a podcast you did or something? You always go record these podcasts and then change Get all crazy because you think you have to do it better. You don't have to do it better, mom. You've been doing it great. You've been doing a great job already. Oh, I love it. I love it. But Count it, on it those sure, teenagers to call you out. Right. They do. They put you yeah. back in your place for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, Okay. Talking about boys, because I do have mm -hmm. a mix. I have my oldest boy. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm kind of getting this round too with mm -hmm. my youngest beginning, which you yeah. kind of experienced too, because you had yeah. your older three and then your younger mm -hmm. one. Um, and then my girls in the middle, but they are different. And anyone who would argue, you know, oh, well, it's, it's conditioning. I, Oh my goodness. My youngest son has just last week discovered that he could use sticks as swords mm -hmm. and he's not even quite two. And he'd started going around kacha. That's what we called it. He was mm -hmm. kachawing mm -hmm. yep. everything. So yeah, you didn't have to teach him to do that. No, no, no. And having girls for so many years in between, it's funny how you forget, which um, I do like that about doing this, that I'm still like, mm. so in the trenches of it, that I'm still getting kachawed at by my youngest. And he does, he does things that the girls would never do. He calls mm -hmm. it belly flopping because he's watched the big kids, you know, belly flop into the pool and he's yeah. the baby of the five, but he belly flops onto people. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the floor, he'll come over and yell his Aww. little two-year-old words, Bifa! and he'll like fly <laughs> onto you with his whole being. My so girls cute. didn't belly flop onto us. They didn't kachaw us with tinker toys. Right. It's a unique thing having a boy. It is. it is. It absolutely is. Research backs that. And anyone who's had boys and girls, I think, will agree. Uh, but yeah, and I, I didn't get, you know, because there is a range. If, if you have a boy that doesn't kachaw, that does, you know, that's not completely unusual. But I think most of the time they're drawn to that stuff. But all my boys were pretty boy, boy. And I say, you know, my fourth son, who I thought maybe enough years had gone by that I would have a daughter. Um, he's probably the most boy of them all. So I just laugh <laughs> at my, at how God works. But yeah, they, they are unique. The, the energy level, the noise level, the dirt level, it, it's all very real. And yet, I guess I kind of have enjoyed it all. <laughs> yes, what a gift it is. So what are, you've done a bunch of research on this. I know that you're a researcher from the bit mm -hmm. that I've researched you before having you mm -hmm. on here. What are some of the unique challenges that are unique to boys aside mm -hmm. from not getting, you know, whacked in the face with the Tinker Toys? Right, and right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that... It, 
the first thing that comes to mind is just how boys learn and how challenging it can be for boys in a traditional school setting. That's one thing that, you know, I've become friends over the years with Andrew Poudoua, who does the Institute for Excellence mm. in Writing, a homeschool curriculum, but he does, gives talks on, um, I forget what it's called, but something about uh, raising boys who would rather be building forts or something, something <laughs> along those lines, but a lot of brain research and all of that. And, and just realizing how much boys need to move their bodies, how oftentimes boys will think better if they're standing up and, or working in, in creative spaces. And so how challenging it can be for a boy to sit in a classroom at a desk for eight hours a day, or, you know, give or take, and how important it is that we let them get their wiggles out. And so I think a lot of what I've learned even with homeschooling, because everything in me would even love to homeschool in a more, um, I kind of want my homeschool classroom to look like a traditional classroom. I, I like uh -huh. order, um, but my 12 year old needs to move. And so sometimes that means he's doing math standing up. Sometimes that mm -hmm. means he's lying down and building a fort around him. And so, yeah, I think learning is real different for boys. I also think that, um, that just the way boys express emotion and understanding that sometimes, you know, they don't know how to deal with emotions and we need to give them some help and give them some words and help them not go directly to anger because at a certain age, boys tend to take all the negative emotions and it all comes out as anger. So instead of being disappointed or sad or frustrated in their little bodies, it comes out as anger. So how we can coach them and help them and give them tools so that they can communicate and so that they're affirmed that it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to communicate emotions, but they need some help in doing so. And um, David Thomas at the Raising Boys and Girls podcast, um, counselor out of Tennessee has been helpful on my podcast talking about emotional regulation and all those things. But yeah, I think I think boys have so much to give and, and oftentimes our culture wants to just wrap it all up in some kind of a toxic mas masculinity. And I'm like, no, actually there's so much good there. Let's just understand them and listen to them and, and help direct the energy to good places and, and give them the tools they need so that they can be really healthy and productive with the way they're wired. Yes. Well, and I've, I oftentimes go back to the idea too, if God wanted us all to be the same, he would have made us all the same. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want us to be the same. He was so specific so early in scripture. God mm -hmm. said, you know, male and female, he created them, that he created us differently. So when mm -hmm. we see those differences, figuring out how do we, how do we captivate yeah. and really use and help encourage and grow the mm -hmm. gifts of these differences Absolutely. instead of stifling them in the mm -hmm. name of what our culture says is acceptable yeah. or in the name of what would be easier. You know, yep. we like easy. Mm -hmm. I, I think that in most things I watch our world choose to try to say, what would be, what's the easy option mm -hmm. and, and go for that, that we don't go for the feast. We go for the quick, you know, mm -hmm. microwave meal option most of the time. Yep. Yes. Amen to that. That's I not, agree. That's not what we want. So I think the key, I was thinking, as I've been chewing on this myself, I realized with all of our kids, ultimately it's relationship. It's relationship mm. that we want to be building with us, with our sons, which is unique when you're a mom too, because you are the female and mm -hmm. they are the male and, and relationship with our boys and the Lord. So there's really mm. this kind of almost triangular relationship that's trying mm -hmm. to be formed because it's us and them and them and the Lord. And then mm -hmm. all 
to make it happen, it has to be us and the Lord mm-hmm. because we have to be relying on the Lord for him yep. to lead us in this. So I, I really like the idea that you have of these four building blocks of a healthy relationship with your son. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. The first one that you have of the building blocks is love. So can you first define what you mean by that? Because I think Mm -hmm. it probably is different some for a boy Mm -hmm. than it is with a girl. So how, how do you define this? Sure. Well, I think I started with love partly because it's the most natural emotion and feeling we have. And, and I think it's, it's interesting how, you know, even a mom who's, who's not a baby person or, or a woman, I should say, who doesn't think of herself as loving babies or newborns, something happens when you have a child, whether by natural birth or by adoption, when that becomes your child, there's just this affection of the heart that is so natural and undeniable. And yet what I talk about here is just the importance with our sons that our love really grows up with them. I think that moms can tend to get stuck in certain, uh, sentimental, emotional stages and just want to baby our boys. And yet we need to recognize because our goal from the very beginning, as hard as it is to hear when you're holding that sweet newborn in your arms, but your goal is to launch them as a man into the world, a man that doesn't need you anymore. And so though you don't want to rush it, you want to enjoy all the moments. You also want to support their emerging little manhood, even as they're, you know, my 12 year old who would kill me for saying this, but he's like, mom, do I have a little bit of hair on my upper lip? Oh, totally. And I'm just like, (laughs) they, they just crave becoming men. Right. And so I think, um, I think that our love needs to grow up with them. And, and to do that, we need to be students of our sons. I love, you know, to study love languages. How can I communicate love to my eight-year-old or my 14-year-old in a way that's supporting his emerging manhood, that's showing him I love him and yet really helping him grow up well. So I think that's an adjustment that's not always easy for moms. But yeah, that building block of love is is pretty natural, not usually too hard when they're first born, but it needs to grow up with our boys. Yeah, to put that love tangibly, something that I was super encouraged by recently. Um, at birthdays, we go around the table and say things that have mm-hmm. been a blessing about whoever the person is or something we've mm-hmm. appreciated about them or yep. loved about them. And what my son said this year when it was just my birthday recently is, I I really appreciate that you care about the things that I care about. Mm-hmm. And that was so encouraging to me that he sees it because I have... And I do care about the things he cares about. Like I Mm -hmm. want him to tell me about the Minecraft thing he's developing or about this thing. There's this blender. It's a computer program that he's been designing Mm. stuff on and he's really been enjoying that. And so I hear a lot about that. And he tells me about the latest uh, Tesla bot that's being developed and (laughs) the skin that they're putting on it. Like I can promise you, I would never. (laughs) Yeah read or research or care anything about these things. Yeah. But when I care about the Tesla bot, I'm showing him mm-hmm. that I love yep. him where he is now. And yes. it didn't start hearing about Blender and Tesla mm-hmm. bot and, you know, mm-hmm. Minecraft, whatever the current thing is that is his things that he's into. It didn't start there. It used to be that it was, you know, him building this other thing with Duplo blocks when he was a little right. guy. And I cared yes. about his Duplo train. Yes. But it is, you're right. My love has grown up with him by caring mm-hmm. about what he cares about. That's right. Um, and my prayer would be that as I continue to care about his things, that that investment in what matters to him will allow him to continue pouring his yes. heart out in all of the ways because he knows yes. mom cares. 
Yeah, definitely. But it takes that investment of caring about, you know, mm-hmm. the Tesla bot to have And you can't that fake that. There's, there's no hack for that. There's no shortcut. It takes time and attention and intentionality. Yeah. So you can ask me about the Tesla bot um, if you would like that. My boys would like to talk to you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What if, the next one of the building blocks is trust. Yeah. Let's talk about trust. Yeah. yeah trust is huge. Uh, I think I say in the book that, you know, our, our babies learn to trust us because we meet their needs. When they're hungry, we feed them. When they cry, we pick them up. And so there's that automatic trust. But as kids grow up, we need to realize that that's not uh, an assumed thing or an automatic thing, that we need to earn our kids' trust. And so I think in today's world, that's going to look like some things like being careful what we share on social media. Like I've been busted more than once by my sons. I mean, even my older boys texting me and being like, really, mom? Because I just put a picture on Instagram that they thought they looked funny in. And I was like, oh, I'm so, so like, I didn't even think. So, so what light do we put them in, in front of other people? Do they hear us telling stories about them? Like, you know, that my son has hair on his upper lip. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but we need to be yeah. careful yes. about the things that we share. Do they overhear us? And, and they will lose trust in us Mm-hmm. Also, just are, are we who we say we are? Do we do what we say we're going to do? Do we break promises? Are we authentic? I mean, in our faith, if we're calling them to be men of God, are we walking out of faith that they can really model after? Are we being authentic? And that doesn't mean perfect. It means really heading in a direction where we're trying to honor God with our life. So that's one side of trust. But the other side is communicating to our sons the importance of them earning our trust. And, you know, we we often use the phrase that's been credited to many different people, but um, with freedom comes responsibility. And so it's like, you know, I, I'm going to give you some freedoms and yet you need to prove responsible. And so I want you to be a trustworthy son. You need to do what you say you're going to do. You need to follow through if you tell me you're going to do something. And so I use the word trust a lot in raising my sons just because I want them to know that, that trust isn't a given, but it's something that they really need to earn. And I think that trust relationship is so important because as they grow up, they're going to need us. We're going to need them. The family needs one another. So we really need it to the building block of trust there. Mm-hmm. And that's really encouraging to me because being at this precipice of these mm-hmm. adolescent years, we're really yeah. walking uncharted territory in our home mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. I think that is something because the trust does have to grow too. Yes. And like you said, with trust comes responsibility mm-hmm. that, or with, with responsibility comes, comes responsibility. Comes, yes. 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 Um, that it, it is something that has to be built on though. And yes. we have to give them opportunities for it to be mm-hmm. built yes. um, so that they can experience some different privileges right. and different freedoms that they haven't had before, um, yep. which also means withholding them at earlier ages and not giving mm-hmm. them more than they should carry until they're ready. Exactly. And I tell my 12-year-old all the time, he sees things that his big brothers are doing, you know, backpacking through Europe or all these opportunities. I'm like, buddy. I let him do the things he's doing because he's earned my trust. I have absolute confidence that he's going to make good decisions. He's not going to be perfect, but he's going to make the right choices. And so, yeah, that's come by earning it. Mm-hmm. And that also means too protecting them from places where they're not ready for it yet. Hundred percent. We, I, I watch parents of give their, you know, giving their 
junior hires, these phones that have everything mm. in all the world mm. on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a really a heavier load of responsibility mm-hmm. than yeah. they should be carrying when you consider all that you're giving them, literally yep. carrying in their pockets, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the emotional load of trust yep. that really being intentional to decide how much do I want to give you? Because we can always scale back, you know, yep. and say, and we can apologize, start with an apology. I am yep. sorry. I messed up. We should mm-hmm. not have given yes, you I've so done much that. I've, I think, yeah. yeah, we all have, right? Uh-huh. Um, but also being willing to say, um, we're going to try it better. We're going to do better mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. And then respect. I think this is a huge one with boys. So talk mm-hmm. with us about respect. Yeah. Yeah. So briefly, respect is again a two-way street. And it's just where I talk about the importance. I mean, the the lost art of kids who just respect adults, who respect those in authority over them. And so we really try to raise our sons by saying, you know, uh, honor your father and your mother. It's the one command that comes with a promise. And so we just make that foundational in our family dynamics. But just the the respect, you know, not tolerating eye rolling, door slamming, that is not something that you just go, oh, they're teenagers or, oh, he's having a bad day. But no, let's call, let's come back out and now talk about that and maybe have some consequences because the minute you start allowing that disrespect to creep in, oh boy, it is, it's <laughs> not going to go to good places. So really requiring respect, I think is super important. But at the same time, like you mentioned with boys, especially they thrive on feeling respected. That's men's greatest need. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Agrix, is that how you say his name, who wrote a book called Love and Respect? And yes. it's about marriage and women's greatest felt need is to be loved. Men need to be respected. Well, he also wrote a book called The Respect Effect, I believe, which is a book about mothers and sons. And, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know. Come on. Like this is a whole book about this. <laughs> but as I started to implement things like just throwing that little word respect in or words similar to it with my growing sons and saying things like, Hey buddy, you took out the garbage without being re- asked. Like, I totally respect that. Like to me, it felt a little forced, but he kind of <laughs> yeah. like, he's not thinking it feels forced. He's thinking, well, mom respects me, you know, or you made a tough choice by, um, you know, going to youth group instead of vegging out and whatever you could have done. Like, I so respect that or, or other words like, um, you know, you're, look at the man you're becoming. You're making really good choices. And so using those words that really build up his masculinity, just you see their shoulders go back, their chest puff out a little. And I think that respect element is super helpful. And when boys mm. feel respected, they're going to just want to love their mama back. And it's just really develops this healthy relationship that will prepare them to be men who um, are worthy of respect one day and hopefully have wives who will also respect them. Yeah. I love that. And I love that idea of specifically having words and phrases to try because it's uh-huh. not natural. Like it would feel yep. silly, but feel silly a few times. It's okay. Totally. They don't need to know you Go feel there. silly. Just That's do right. it. That's right. <laughs> okay. And then grace. Grace is the last building block. So love, trust, respect, and grace. Yes. And grace is just, you know, what we all need every day from God. I say we wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every breath we have is grace, unmerited favor, And so we just need to remember as moms that we're going to mess up and our kids are going to mess up. God's grace is abundant. And and we need to communicate with our kids and let them know that, that, you know, you're going to fall. And it's when you get back up that that's what matters. And so we need to be quick to ask forgiveness and to be honest when we make mistakes. We need to give our kids grace and we need to give ourselves grace. I think as moms, we can be so hard on ourselves and beat ourselves up, but we need to realize that 
you know, we're never going to be perfect and our kids aren't going to be perfect, but God's grace is what I call the glue that holds it all together. So that's kind of the, the thread that needs to be woven throughout love, trust, and respect is just that grace in our relationship mm-hmm. with our sons. That's really encouraging to me too, because there are times when we have strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never liked it. I, I, I've always preferred the term determined over a strong world <laughs> because strong world comes with such negative connotations. Like, Oh, yeah. they're so strong willed, but mm-hmm. like they're determined. Like that's yeah. a good thing. You know, yeah. And strong world is a good thing too. Passionate is a good thing. Determined is a good thing. These are gifts. Um, yes. and when we have children who possess those qualities, which oftentimes are in boys mm-hmm. because leaders and warriors do not come from passive Amen. Relaxed, easygoing people usually. Mm-hmm. Leaders mm-hmm. usually are passionate and driven mm-hmm. and determined. And um, those can make for some hard days at times. And yeah. I was really encouraged at the end of a long day that was a hard day that we had once. One of my children said, well, we know tomorrow will always be fresh and we'll get to start again. <laughs> And um, so much wisdom made me think of that quote from Anne of Green Gables. Tomorrow's always new with no mistakes in it yet. (laughs) But I was so glad that they knew that that's my heart too, that we get to start fresh and that there's a space, there's grace for all of us in that. So, um, so sweet friends. First of all, thank you, Monica, for being here. Uh, Thank you. I love this stuff. I could talk all day about raising boys and our relationship with boys. Well, it was wonderful. And I um, will encourage moms to check out our Instagrams this week because we'll have a giveaway of the Boy Mom book. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're also going to want to go back to her website, which again, I'll put the link in the show notes for those resources for you to enjoy with your family. Um, And just an encouragement for you. If one of these topics, friends, the love, the trust, the respect, the grace, if you kind of got a bit of a convicting feeling in your heart, knowing, man, that's one I need to work on. Be encouraged in the grace in that, that tomorrow Mm -hmm. is always new. It's always a fresh time to start. And this could be the beginning of something new and wonderful for you Mm -hmm. in the gift of your relationship with your boys and the calling that God has put on you as the mom of these boys who, like Monica was saying, will grow into men who God has Mm -hmm. great works for, and he has privileged you with being their mama. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for being with us this week again, Monica. So appreciate it. And thank you. thank you, friends, for joining us and look forward to getting that book into one of your hands. I know it will be an encouragement to you. And we will see you again next week. Bye, friends. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.